Welcome to the Process Breakdown Podcast, where we talk about streamlining and scaling operations of your company, getting rid of bottlenecks, and giving your employees all the information they need to be successful at their jobs. Now, let's get started with the show. Dr. Jeremy Weiss here, host of the Process Breakdown Podcast, where we talk about streamlining and scaling operations of your company, getting rid of bottlenecks, and giving your staff everything they need to be successful at their job. Past guests, you could check out episodes with David Allen of Getting Things Done, Michael Gerber of The E-Myth, and many, many more. I have an amazing guest today, James Orsini of the Sasha Group. Before I introduce him, this episode is brought to you by Sweet Process. And if you've had team members, James, maybe you can relate to this, ask you the same questions over and over. And it may be the 10th time you spend explaining it. There is a better way. There's a solution. Sweet Process is actually a software that makes it drop dead easy to train and onboard new staff and save time with existing staff. And when I was talking to the owner, uh, Owen, not only do universities, banks, hospitals, and software companies use them, but first responder government agencies use them in life or death situations to run their operations. So you can use Sweet Process to document all the repetitive tasks that eat up your precious time. You can focus on growing your team and empowering them. And you sign up for a free 14-day trial. No credit card is required. Go to sweetprocess.com. It's sweet like candy, S-W-E-E-T process.com. I'm excited today. We have uh, James Orsini, president of the Sasha Group. He works alongside Gary Vaynerchuk, um, the serial entrepreneur. He was COO at VaynerMedia which is a full service digital marketing agency working with Fortune 500 clients. They work with clients like Budweiser, Toyota, Pepsi, and many more. And James was previously COO for one of the largest independent social media digital advertising agencies. He's been in the space for uh, a long time. I don't want to date you or anything, James, but um, <laughs> thanks for joining me. If you're, if you're showing video, I am dated. So. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you have more hair than me, so it's fine. Um, you know, when I, if people don't know your story and oftentimes people ask, how'd you connect with it? How'd you get to it? You know, it was a random occurrence of the Seton Hall game where you met AJ, he brought in, you gave them advice along their journey. And then, you know, all of a sudden you walk in their office, you're like, whoa, you guys have lots of staff here and you formed a relationship yeah. together. Um, I'm wondering that initial conversation because AJ brought you in, because, you know, Gary wants to talk to you. You met Gary um, and then you have dinner and you said a line that I love. Um, I'll let you say it, not me, but about dreams and visions. So yeah. that, that he asked you about your background and you said what? Yeah, he, uh, he uh, said, can you describe what you do in a single sentence? Um, and I said, yeah, I take dreams and visions and I put them into action plans. And, uh, and he was like, yeah, you're, you're hired. I got a lot of dreams and visions. You know, I, I think the important thing about what you're, you're saying there with, with AJ in the years before uh, is um, I was simply in a position to help and advise, even though there was nothing in it for me uh, for multiple years. I, I didn't do it because there was something in it for me. I, I did it because, you know, I, I had some wisdom and experience and, and you know, they needed some, uh, uh, some questions answered. Yeah, I mean, if anyone follows Gary, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, that's his, you know, philosophy is helping people no matter what and just giving to people and lending your advice. And that seems like is your philosophy as well. 
Yeah. And that's, that's why it wasn't tough to find that we were kindred spirits. You know what I mean? When we, when we got together, I, I realized that this is someone who's passionate about us. And we're, we're very, very different. That's for sure. We're, we're How so? you know, uh, I mean, look, he's a, he's a type A personality. Uh, you know, I, um, uh, he, he's happy to run at a hundred miles an hour. I'm a little more measured. Uh, you know, I, I told him, I said, Gary, you know, you, you'd be a type of guy that would jump out of a helicopter to go skiing. And I go down the bunny hill at Shawnee here and I wear a helmet <laughs> to do so. So that's the difference. Well, I mean, it's a COO, probably integrator mentality more than a visionary mentality, right? That's right. That's right. You know, um, uh, it, it's being able, there's nobody short of good ideas. It's they're short on the execution. Like, like how do you, how do you execute and actually get into market? And that's what I specialize in. Yeah. You know, one of the things that struck me when I was listening to, um, you talk, um, was you talked about when you, you know, Gary brought you on, he's like, I want to avoid 25 years of mistakes. Right. And you with um, Sachi and Sachi, Cedo, all your experience in the space, I'm wondering what were some of those? Take me uh, back to some of the mistakes that you helped, you know, VaynerMedia and now the Sasha group avoid because what, what you saw. Well, he was pretty clear uh, when he hired me. He said, I want to build a $500 million integrated uh, international independent communications company. Can you help me do it? Um, and, and I said, yeah, I think I can, you know, so, uh, let's take international as an example. When he said, I want to be international, you know, where do we start? And I said, great, don't do it like I did. You don't need to be 31 offices in 26 countries. I said, you know, they're still trying to close down stuff that I opened in the uh, early nineties. So I said, you could service the world from a couple locations, you know, and we talked about the first one being London, uh, and the second one being Singapore, you know, so. He, he's servicing uh, Europe, if you will, from from a London post and, and Asia right now from uh, from a post in Singapore. Both offices are doing well. Uh, so that's one example. Um, uh, you know, Keep going. I can listen to this all day, James. Yeah. So international, yeah, well, not 31 offices, two offices. What's another another piece that you you remember as an example? Yeah, uh, remember when I first got there, they weren't really doing any kind of television commercials. They were doing, you know, social media posts and he wanted to understand. Remember, he's not an advertising guy, right? So he's he's a retailer by trade um, um, and he wanted to understand how does it work? And I said, well, it, it goes storyboard, animatic, focus group, throw it away, do it again. Storyboard, animatic, focus group, you know, and he said, yeah, well, that's horrible. He said, we're going to do uh, three uh, uh, Facebook videos. Uh, so, so all of them are working on behalf of the client. And then we're going to take the, the one that's performing the best and we're going to tweak it up and, and bring it to television. You know, and in, in that one example, he broke a 150 year old model in like 90 seconds. So, uh, you know, I guess you just, have to know the rules to break them, right? So, you well, that was it, you know, that was kind of what, the role that I played for, for many years there was just helping them to understand how does it work, you know, in the, in the industry. Remember I was in public relations and branding and general market advertising and mobile, uh, you know, and, and he wanted to do a little bit of everything. Um, talk about what you did at VaynerMedia and then we'll talk about the transition to the Sasha group. Yeah. So, um, 
uh, early on, um, he made a comment of, Hey, I, you know, I just want you to breathe my, my culture and my company. Um, you know, don't, you don't need to come in and tell me everything that I'm doing wrong here. It's not about that. You know, I want you to understand how we do things here. Uh, I sat in a lot of meetings. I sat in meetings that where he presented, I sat in, uh, meetings where it was just he and his brother talking about operations at the time. Remember when I was first hired, I was hired as a, a, what he called a chief integration officer because his brother, AJ was the chief operating officer. Uh, and, um, he gave me that title cause he said, it's amorphous enough to have you play in whatever I need you to do. You know? So, uh, the first thing was, um, the move to Hudson Yards, you know, he, and handed me a manila envelope. It had a sheet of paper and he was like, get this done. You know, and it was a move to, uh, to Hudson Yards. Um, uh, and uh, quite frankly, the deal that was there was not going to be a good deal for us. Um, I said, I don't think you could do this. It's going to, it's going to bankrupt you, you know? So he was like, okay, great. Well, tell me what I need to do. And, you know, and that included prices per square foot and, and security deposits and things like that. Uh, and he went back and renegotiated and we got what we needed to, to move into to Hudson Yards. Uh, you know, we worked on uh, building out offerings uh, with, within the company, you know, all really to, to his vision and then executing him and getting him in. Uh, built out a production studio in Long Island City, uh, which was another really interesting project. Uh, and most importantly, uh, built out a leadership team. Uh, you know, with, with a lot of, a, a lot of chiefs around the table, chief strategy officer, chief financial officer, chief production officer, chief media officer, chief heart officer. Right. So, um, uh, a lot of those, uh, uh, chief marketing officer, um, many of which were personal contacts of mine that, uh, that, you know, he spent some time with and, and they were right for the fit. It seems like and a then daunting, one day, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and then one day he just decided like, Hey, you ready to start something new? What you know, do you say said, to that? I said, what do you have in mind? And he said, well, I'm on the cover of entrepreneur magazine. I got 10 million followers and we built a company to service fortune 500. I don't, I don't have a company to service these small, medium sized businesses. So he said, I want to start a new company. Uh, I want to name it after my father for legacy purposes. That's where we got the Sasha from. Uh, and he said, I think you should run it. So, um, off we went. We've been two years into the process now. It's amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, James, you know, it seems you've been in this industry for a long time, but for most observing, it seems like a daunting task to hire all these larger leadership positions. Was it something that you hired all of them at once or were that, how did you prioritize it as you were hiring for these leadership positions? Well, as the business, uh, became, um, as the business grew, right? So when we, when I got there, it was, uh, uh, I think 400 people, over 42 million in revenue. Um, I believe it ended probably close to 200 million last year, maybe a thousand people. Um, you know, so, um, so as the company matures, the needs expand and as his vision expands, the needs expand. Right. So, um, uh, you know, when we first got there, uh, he didn't have a great appreciation for uh, creative as he does now. He got a better understanding of branding and, and creative. And that led to the need for, you know, chief creative officers um, with creatives come the need for 
improved strategy and insights, which then led to chief strategy officers, um, both of which the, the two that he has in place now were both the uh, Saatchi folks, um, you know, in their past, uh, they were great caliber. Um, uh, then he wanted somebody to scale him on the marketing side. So he needed a, a marketing officer and the one that's in place there was from Interbrand. Um, and uh, clearly, clearly he needed a, a strong finance as you're now going to go international and double the size of your company. And uh, so uh, as a chief financial officer, uh, as a gentleman I knew from, from my Saatchi days as well. Um, and he built out a studio. He needed a chief production officer. Um, so, uh, we, we have a gentleman, uh, who used to work at uh, McCann. Uh, he certainly knew that media, uh, belonged with the creative and he hired a, a great, uh, a chief, uh, media officer. So, you know, they, they just come, it's not like, uh, but the first, the first one that he really made a commitment to was the chief heart officer to scale him on, on the mm. cultural side. Mm. Love that. You know, what do you look for? Uh, you knew the person previously, the, the chief financial officer, as you're growing so quickly and also having more products, um, another company, what do you look for in a chief financial officer if someone out there is looking to hire one? So remember I told you nobody's short of vision. It's the execution of the vision, right? So he wanted to be a $500 million integrated international communications company. So I said, I'm going to introduce you to this guy. Uh, he, uh, when I knew him, he oversaw something called team one at Saatchi, which was the only integrated company that we had within our offering. So it was advertising, public relations, events, marketing, all under one roof. Um, he, uh, um, was international. He, he lived in both London and in Singapore. And you want to be 500 million. He's currently at Sapient uh, Consulting and they're $500 million. So your future looks like somebody like this. Right. So that's how you execute against a vision. Love it. You mentioned offerings. All right. And also when you go into the Hudson project, you're looking at making sure it's profitable and everything's working as it, it should. So I wonder if you talk about um, project or client profitability, and maybe we talk about Stork, and I'd love to talk about Virtual 4D after that. So, because you Great. launched Stork. Tell, tell people about Stork. Yeah, so um, Stork is a membership model. It's not a subscription model. Uh, and the difference is a membership model gives you access to the full database of uh, content as opposed to a subscription model, which says you get it from this point forward. Um, so uh, we had been talking about it for a while. We talked about a SaaS product, okay, a product that keeps delivering because uh, when, when you talk about uh, uh, the other topics that you want to get into, that's for any service sector company, right? Uh, a labor realization, client utilization, um, uh, or client profitability, labor utilization. Uh, um, those are all service sector companies, but a SaaS product, uh, you know, is ongoing revenue, right? So, so we wanted to come up with a product where it was short tactical videos that come out on a Monday, for, you know, five to 10 minute videos, uh, followed up by uh, uh, additional written content on the topic that comes out on a Wednesday and culminates in a Friday, uh, ask me anything live chat. 
So yeah, you know, you can, you can dial in and talk about the, the whatever Monday's topic was. And it could be, um, uh, you know, how to find a local influencer for my business, how to advertise on podcasting. You know, uh, I did one a couple of weeks ago, which was how to write a business plan. Mm. So um, uh, we launched it during the pandemic as a free service uh, be, because so many people were now work from home. They were pivoting their business. Uh, quite frankly, they were lost. So uh, we launched it for several months as a free a model before flipping the switch to uh, to a paid model, which uh, is still reasonably priced. It's three hundred dollars a year for uh, for all the content. Um, uh, and we've we've had uh, about uh, you know four hundred and fifty plus people sign up so far in in the couple of months that we've been uh, running it as a paid uh, paid model. Um, it came from one of the other things that you mentioned, which is our four d's right our our daily digital deep dive and you know think of it like a a, a day in the life in, in, in a disney or zappos sense where you're gonna come in and really get a full immersion uh, i would think would be the best way to say it it's eight in the morning to six at night when it's live uh it's pricey uh you know it's it's uh, twelve thousand a seat in uh, in new york and and uh, various prices whether it's held in london or la or chattanooga tennessee um and then what happened was the pandemic came and and we couldn't run anymore we we had run 20 of them very successfully mm-hmm. uh and now we needed to figure out how do we uh, you know pivot to to a virtual uh room uh you know gary's in the room as well so uh so he uh, uh, he offers a real value as as they go around, but uh, we uh, we condensed it. Um, we uh, we lowered the the, the price uh, uh, to now four thousand, uh, and um, we limit the number of people that are in there so they get the personal attention. And we we covered things like um, uh, like all the platforms, how to how to consumers consume the content on the platforms. Uh, um, creative development, uh, personal branding, culture. Uh, uh, and, uh, and then, uh, you know, Gary's in for a session that runs usually 90 minutes of, of the four or five hours that the program runs. So we had one yesterday, uh, again, sold out. We, we were on our, um, March 4th will be our fourth virtual, mm. uh, four D's that we're conducting. So talk about James. So the people limit online versus in person, how many people do you allow? Uh, we allow anywhere from six to eight. And then uh, typically what happens is some of those people bring a plus one, you know, so we had that happen yesterday Two brought one extra from their team to sit in. So, uh, you know, uh, we, we like to keep the boxes on, on just one screen if we can, you know what I mean? Uh, and it allows, uh, allows you to go around the room and, and allows Gary to, to handle a pointed question about your, about your business. What are some of the big breakthroughs you've seen in that? live or or virtual oh well i mean i've seen business models change i've seen uh um uh, direct to consumer uh, approaches uh, launched i've seen podcasts launched i've seen books written uh, as a result of what they've learned in that room remember um we don't ask them to do anything that we wouldn't do ourselves right and and we have gary as a as a great model for for that uh so we are sharing some of his success stories and what, what's worked for him, you know, uh, uh, live and open right there in, in that room. And uh, I had a gentleman from yesterday's meeting uh, send me a note back that he had 42 takeaways 
mm. from his four and a half hours. 42 things that he was going to be following up on personally. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, pretty well. How did you decide on pricing of Stork? So we did a lot of homework on that, actually. Um, uh, we, were, we were in uh, beta for probably 11 months prior to that. Um, I originally wanted it to be much more than what we actually landed on. Uh, but we, uh, we determined that we were going to have um, certain things that we give back to our community that are free. Like we just launched a podcast now, Building Wide Flying, that will be free content. Uh, and then there were certain things that we really felt that uh, they should have been paid for. And Stork came about because we, we didn't have a product for sub $1 million businesses, right? So uh, we wanted to keep them in our, in our ecosystem, you know, in hopes that they would get to the 3 million mark or more. Yeah, or they graduate from Stork to virtual 4D to exactly. hiring the, the agency for full done exactly. for you stuff. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's the blueprint for, uh, you know, the Sasha group runs a little differently than VaynerMedia because VaynerMedia is predominantly an agency. Um, Sasha group runs like a consultancy. So it's a consultancy on the front end and an advertising agency on the back end. So, you know, I was able to take some of my experiences from KPMG and Goldman Sachs and Interbrand, which are more consultative in their offering and marry it up with the experiences of uh, MSNL group or Saatchi and Saatchi, which, you know, ran more like an agency. Yeah. And so you were doing these, these live virtual 4Ds and then now virtual uh, 4Ds um, and you were thinking, well, we need something to serve. Um, the other businesses that can't come to this. And that's where Stork was born. Yeah. And it was also, you know, we did a lot of surveys. So we surveyed the, the 4D alumni who uh, uh, had already had an experience with us, found real value. And what we found was they said, wow, I got so much. It was like drinking from a fire hose. I often don't know where to begin. So I was like, hmm, okay. So we're going to give them tactical how-to videos on topics that we cover in the four D's. So here, here is how you begin right here. Here's how you do media buying on Facebook. Here's how you find the influencer for your local restaurant. Here's how you uh, could advertise on podcasting, you know, so tactical how to videos. Yeah. I could see both ways. I could see someone coming to the four, you know, the four D experience and going, listen, I'm going to join Stork, just keep up with everything. And I can see vice versa. Someone joins Stork right. and go, I want to do the 4D experience. So if you do a 4Ds and you uh, then sign up for Stork that, that day or the day after you get it at the founder's rate, which is half the price. Nice. So a 4Ds member is going to get uh, um, a Stork for the same price that the founder, um, the, the, you know, the founding members did. And that's yeah. $150 yeah. a year. I mean, come on, $150. It's a no brainer. It's, it's, you it's know, a no brainer. You get one idea that, gets you a half a customer that mm -hmm. it pays for itself for the year. Absolutely. And, and I'm wondering and then, about, yeah, go ahead. And then you could still get free content from us by listening to, uh, uh, to our podcast. Um, you know, build, building while flying. Yeah. So give a shout out to the podcast. Where can people find building while flying? Where can they go? Yeah. It's, uh, our, our first uh, session actually launched uh, last week. Uh, and, uh, it's on Apple. It's on Spotify. Uh, building while flying it's hosted by 
uh, uh, Katie Hankinson, our senior vice president, who oversees our branding as well as our international business. And I thought you were um, going to say you. No, what to no, you in that? no. Uh, because uh, we'll get on that topic, but yeah. I'll tell you why it's not me. Yeah. Uh, and Mickey Cloud, who um, uh, who runs the Sasha South, so he's the executive director of the Sasha South office down in Chattanooga. Um, I'm not hosting it because it wasn't my desire to host it. These two had an actual personal development goal to want to launch a podcast. Nice. And I said, great, I'm going to help you do that. And we're going to do that. You saw that in, uh, uh, in one of the articles that I wrote on um, uh, 2020, uh, a, a dream without a plan is nothing more than a wish. It was on our Eisenhower matrix that we would launch a podcast in 2020. So, uh, you know, these two uh, really drove it, drove it home. They were interested in voice and podcasting uh, as a uh, as an outreach. Um, we leveraged my network to come up with the first four or five guests, uh, and now we're uh, we're going from there. I'm excited. Everyone should check it out. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. Um, and I want to talk about pricing for a second, but I will ask about Eisenhower Matrix. That's like I don't know if you could see this. That is top of my my notes list here yeah. to ask you about the Eisenhower Matrix because it's it's kind of a framework that you know you didn't come up with but you use. Um, but but back to the pricing first because um, I'm fascinated by your 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 thought process with this, James. Mm -hmm. You said I wouldn't have charged three hundred. I would charge more because it's obviously worth a lot more than that for the right. year. What what were you thinking? <clears throat> well, we were also balancing the fact that. Uh, Gary gives away a lot of free content and he's noted for that, right? So, so you know, we, we were walking a fine line. This is the first time he's allowed, you know, one of his uh, subsidiaries for, uh, to charge for, uh, you know, a, um, um, a SaaS type model, uh, if you will. Um, so so we, we needed to know, okay, this is, this is when we're giving it away for free. This is when we're monetizing it and, you know, um, uh, so we looked at it as, as a feeder, uh, into, uh, into the Sasha group. Remember our goal is to get clients to outgrow the Sasha group and grow into VaynerMedia. So it's all this, this feeder thing. And, uh, we continue to develop products that are right for a sub fortune 500 audience. Um, and, and we, we found that, uh, you know, in surveying many of the clients that we walked away from. And when I say walk away from, it's because when Gary announced the Sasha group, we had 4,700 inquiries in the first 48 hours. So when we peeled back the onion, 3,000 of them were businesses below 1 million in revenue. And we really didn't have a developed product for that. So Stork is our, is our first attempt at that. And now in 2021, we have new, a new product for them in, uh, at, coming out of our consulting division where you can buy a package of consulting hours, you know, 20 hours, 60 hours. Uh, and then we will rotate in the leader that's appropriate for your question. Is it a creative hour? You'll talk to a creative. Is it, <clears throat> is it a media hour need? You'll talk to a media. Is it business? You'll talk to me. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting um, what was the transition like, you know, from now you're in, in VanderMedia, you go over to Sasha group. What was that transition like? And you're basically, you are a startup at that point. Yeah. So, um, when Gary and I discussed it, I said, look, um, a few things, Gary, let me, let me not run it 
like a mini VaynerMedia. Let me run it differently. Um, you know, uh, this is where we talked about the consultancy versus agency model. Uh, we run it on three pillars, which are education, consulting, and digital marketing. Um, I uh, asked for the Chattanooga office, and uh, I think that was a surprise for him um, because uh, he said, why do you want Chattanooga? And I said, well, because I feel like every time I go down there, we're selling umbrellas, uh, we're, we're selling sunglasses in Seattle, and we should be selling umbrellas. And I said, you know, we're trying to sell into big clients and there's a lot of small incubated, you know, Silicon Valley-ish type companies down there. It made sense, um, yeah. So, you know, he, he allowed me that. Uh, I, I wanted to take over a few things that I was familiar with and help launch, like the 4Ds and the educational side and the mentors program, very interesting program on the consulting side. If we have some time, we should talk about that. Um, uh, so I, I wanted to take over some of the things that I helped, you know, sort of co co-author with him. Um, and, uh, and he was cool. And then we, then I over indexed on senior people because that's what a consultancy does. Right. So, so I had eight vice presidents and above for a small company and only had 30 people in at the time that we did it, you know? And the question was, can you actually make money with all these heavy salaries? And, uh, but I knew the model that we were, we were running and, uh, and we did in fact make money in, in year one and we made more money in year two. So talk about the mentor side. So we have Stork, we have the 4D and then talk about that. We have something called uh, Vayner Mentors. And this came up in a breakfast that Gary and I had, uh, I think it was probably 2018. And he said, James, I want a consulting offering uh, to help with small business. I, I want like a, a Deloitte-esque kind of offering. Uh, and I want to be able to take a piece of the upside if we help them break through their problems. Um, why would you come to, to Vayner or the Sasha Group now for that service? Because we're going to use Gary's model of explosive, of explosive growth, and we're going to have you see yourself as a media company first. So you're a media company that happens to manufacture nail polish. You're a media company that happens to sell uh, corporate snacks. You're a media company that, that happens to be a furniture retailer, right? So, um, so that's what we did. And we looked for businesses that had been around at least three years that were doing about uh, 10 million or more in revenue. And that had plateaued either, uh, either, uh, you know, they were not growing as fast as they wanted to, uh, or felt that they can grow faster than what they currently were. And uh, we charge a fee for it. It's, it's the only place in VaynerX where Gary's actually written into the scope of work. So, so you get a, a, an hour of Gary's time on the front end, half hour of Gary's time on the back end. Together, we uh, determine what are the pillars for growth that'll move your business. Uh, we deploy them uh, over a, a couple of months. Uh, and then uh, we stay in the game with you for three years. And, and if, we, if we break through, if we help you surpass what it would have would have been that you could have done on your own without us then we take a share and a piece of the upside how do you decide to structure that piece um well i i quite frankly came up with that structure and it was that um we uh, if it's based on a profit goal like let's say you were doing uh, uh 10 million dollars in revenue you were producing a 10 percent margin right so so uh, that's, that's a million bucks and, 
and you paid me uh, uh, 200000 for the consulting services, I would add that back. And now the million goes to $1.2 million. Uh, you know, you can grow that 10% without me, you know, so then it goes to, to uh, uh, you know, one three twenty, and we share in anything above that 50-50. Um, there's others that, that were already growing on the top and bottom line and said, listen, I need you to help me grow more. Then uh, we take a percentage of the revenue in excess of a particular target as if we were a salesperson getting a commission. Hmm. Uh, so, you know, what we found is that, uh, uh, we're in the game for three years because typically year one, there is no share because you're kind of doing what we asked you to do. You're making some investments and stuff like that. There's a modest share in year two. Uh, and then if all things go well, we win when you win in year three. Love it. Yeah. It's a win-win situation. Absolutely. There's a great podcast that Gary did on that, uh, uh, behind the curtains of mentors because we just. Uh, the first mentor that we had completed his three years now and we helped him to double his target was double his business in three years. So he wanted to go from a $10 million nail polish manufacturer to a, I know, I know Habib actually, I, you know, actually I, I interviewed him and this was pre working with you guys. And I remember him email. We had a conversation after I interviewed him about, yeah, I'm thinking it was at the time when he was thinking about doing this mentorship yeah. And then he had emailed me in the middle and said, it's amazing. You know, so he was, and I didn't realize what happened on the other side. Yeah, it, it exploded. He uh, uh, exceeded 20 million in year three. It's amazing. Uh, we helped him go. Um, uh, he was selling to licensed cosmetologists. We, we, uh, in nail salons and we helped them go direct to consumer, uh, which was brilliant. Cause obviously during the COVID all the nail salons closed Huge. and, and everybody was doing it uh, yourself at home. And, you know, we don't have a, a crystal ball to predict the future, but you know, we we do uh, have a good feel for business, and um, he reaped the benefits of that, and we reaped the benefits alongside him. James, where can people should they just go to the Sasha Group website? Where can they find yeah. out more about the mentor yep. side? That particular one, uh, the Sasha Group, is our website. Uh, all of these offerings are on there. You'll you'll find out about Stork. You'll find out about the four Ds. You'll find out about mentors. Um, all of our handles are the Sasha group. So on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, you know, you'll find, uh, each of those Facebook as well. Um, uh, so, uh, uh, I mean, uh, we're pretty public about, about all those, uh, you know, uh, in fact, I just posted something today on LinkedIn, uh, because another one of uh, the mentors completed his three years and, and, you know, put a little video montage together as a thanks and, and posted it on LinkedIn. I, I reshared it today. Nice. I'll check it out. Does that Please. keep going after the three years? I know it's a three-year plan, but like, okay, you know, James, we doubled by, or like, let's double again for and three now years. My hope is what, that they come yeah. back and hire me now as an agency. You know what I mean? Or Got a, it. A, actually do the marketing for them. And in, in the case of Habib, you know, uh, he was, uh, um, uh, well, here's his journey. Cause this is an interesting journey. Um, he talks to a friend who says you should really, you know, check this guy, Gary Vaynerchuk out. So he sniffs around, he, he, uh, you know, looks at the a YouTube video. He, uh, inquires a little bit about the mentors, about the four D's. He comes in for four D's. Uh, he gets value from the four D's. He inquires a little further. He joins mentors. 
Uh, he gets value from mentors. He uh, asks us to help him find some staff members. We actually helped recruiting for him. Um, the business has taken off now. He's got to pivot some of his content for direct to consumer. He comes to us for video. Uh, you know, so he's been in and out of the hallways over the course of uh, three or four years. Um, and, uh, you know, when he exceeds his capacity in media buying or planning or, or video content production, uh, my hope is that he, he comes back. In fact, Habib went so far as to recommend a friend. So we, we have another uh, gentleman, uh, um, Sasha, who owns Harvest Dental, who is a current mentor's client right now. And that was a recommendation of Habib and his brother, uh, Greg. So a company that's maybe stagnant in growth for a couple of years and is typically north of 10 million, is that a good mentor side client? Yeah, absolutely. We service clients up to up to 50 million in that space. So we've done uh, a furniture retailer in Panama City, Florida, uh, a $20 million corporate snacks company out of Parsippany, New Jersey. Uh, you know, we, we've done an insurance company out of Miami. Uh, you know, people always ask, well, what do you know about insurance? What do you know? And I said, nothing, you know, uh, <laughs> but I know more about the people that purchase all your stuff than you'll ever know. So that's why you come to me. Yeah. You know what you know. And I know what I know. Yeah. Well, you have a framework that, you know, business is business, I guess. And you have a framework that you can lay on top of the business. Well, you know, it's interesting you said that because uh, uh, after we built the studio in Long Island City, um, it wasn't running the way Gary wanted it to run. And he called me in as the chief operating officer. He said, listen, I need you to go and run the production studio in Long Island City. And I said, gee, Gary, I never ran a production studio before. And he goes, it's a business and you've run a business. Go over and fix it. You know, and I was like, he's right. It's a business and I've run businesses before. So let me go. On. I spent six months there and that's, that led to the, the hiring of, uh, of our chief production officer. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm also affectionately known as a shit fixer. <laughs> <laughs> that should that be on. your LinkedIn I had, it on my, I had it on my Twitter handle, but, uh, you know, it was upsetting some people. Not PC, church. right. Um, <laughs> before we get to the Eisenhower matrix, I want to talk about, you know, you mentioned legacy with the, with the Sasha group, right? It's called yeah. the Sasha group for, for Gary's dad. Talk about Gary's dad's influence and you probably, yeah, you know, know it. um, it was quite an honor, uh, when Gary bestowed that upon me. Uh, and he did tell me, I want you to go and spend some time with my dad, you know, um, who runs the wine library in Springfield, New Jersey. Uh, you know, a, a Belarus Russian immigrant um, who uh, who came over and, uh, um, uh, you know, just just a wise man, a, uh, um, um, a strong man, but yet gentle, uh, uh, you know, um, and really gave the liberty to his sons to be more than just, uh, you know, heirs to uh, a retail liquor store, you know, really allowed them uh, to, to do much more with their life. In fact, encouraged them, not, not allowed them, encouraged them to do that. Um, so uh, yeah, he's, he's the first guy to get any of the swag that we make that has the Sasha name on it. I make sure I drive it there personally and give it to him. Um, and uh uh, we, you know, we don't spend a ton of time together, but, uh, uh, but he's proud of what it is that has his name on it here. Uh, and I take that very seriously. Um, and, 
you know, look to, uh, to, to make sure that, uh, we continue to legacy. Love it. Thanks for sharing that. Um, the Eisenhower matrix, I was, you know, you have an amazing post that, uh, I suggest anyone, uh, check out, um, which is on medium. Um, I don't know if it's on your website also, but, um, and you talk about the Eisenhower matrix and you're hitting your goals by using yeah, it. Yeah. So this is, this is something that I've used uh, for many years, really started back at Interbrand, used it at Saatchi as well. Uh, certainly used it at Cedo and now have brought it here to, uh, to both Vayner and, uh, uh, and the Sasha group. Um, and it, it's just a, this decision-making tree that allows you to, uh, prioritize uh, what it is that's in front of you. So, um, you know, helps you separate the important from the urgent. Um, I've used it uh, uh, in the case of client plotting graphs. So, uh, you know, if, um, uh, if one side represents revenue and another side represents a marquee value uh, to the agency and plot our clients that way, that's how we used it at Interbrand and Saatchi. I've used it uh, to, uh, um, help determine effort if uh if the y-axis represents money and and uh, the x-axis represents the amount of effort it takes um you know it helps me see uh uh where we are spending time so um i'll, I'll give you a few examples um before uh uh, before the uh, before using a client plotting graph at Interbrand, we were winning 33% of the business that we pitched. After instituting the client matrix and understanding how much we were willing to invest in a client in each one of the quadrants, meaning not every client opportunity was the same, we increased our hit rate to 67%. Wow. What uh, were the at, quadrants? What did those look like? Uh, it may have been, um, uh, you know, greater than 10 million in the upper right hand corner and, uh, you know, and high marquee value. So a client name that you would have heard of like general electric as an example, uh, you know, um, uh, uh and it's becomes clearer in the move to Saatchi when we use a similar client plotting graph and, and the upper right hand corner were the clients that we were known for right? Like Procter and Gamble and General Mills. Uh, and, and then there were some that uh, uh, weren't spending as much money, but were still notable clients like, you know, uh, Ameriprise or, or JCPenney. Um, and then we began to say, great. So, uh, so we don't need every client in the upper right-hand box. If we came down to the lower box and said, hey, these are marquee clients, these are great to have in the first and second quarter because we may be able to get them to grow to be clients in the upper right-hand box, okay? Uh, then there was upper left-hand box where nobody really heard of the client per se, but they were still giving us good money. That's great in the third and fourth quarter servicing because money is green. Nobody cares how you make your budget. They could care if it's it's on Reynolds wrap, right? Yeah. Um, and then the lower quadrant where you would say, we don't ever want a client in this lower quadrant, right? Because it's not a lot of money and, it, and nobody's ever heard of them. And I would say, yeah, but that's the training ground for your next level of managers, okay? And, and what they would see, like they did in VaynerMedia London, was why is your leadership spending so much time on these clients in the lower left-hand box? It's not meant for your leadership. Your leadership should be spending time in the upper right, 
or in, in the, in the lower right. Okay. This is a training ground where you don't care if it blows up per se, you know what I mean? This is, this is how your next level of account director uh, moves up to vice president or, you know, uh, an account soup becomes an account director by servicing some of these smaller clients. So, so a healthy mix of clients was what we were demonstrating there. Now let's yeah. move to the Sasha group. Uh, when we first started, um, the head of media came to me and said, okay, James, I need to hire seven more people. And I said, we're not hiring seven more people. I said, we're not going to build a kingdom of media here. That is a model that's worked very well in VaynerMedia where, you know, they had 300 people service and 300 million in, in media. Um, so I said, I want you to plot the clients based on effort and profitability. And each time that you come to me for a hire, I want you to exit a client that is taking a lot of effort and bringing a little profitability. Uh, and that's how we held the headcount the same and increased the profitability of the company. How do you, at what point do you assess that, that effort in, in profitability when, it, once you bring it on? Yeah, you're assessing it based on, uh, you know, three months in and how's it working and if you're grinding on it. Now, there were some that he wanted to exit. And I said, you can't exit those. And he said, why? I said, because I'm making a lot of money on the creative with those. So I understand you're not making the money on the media, but that's okay because I'm looking at the portfolio and my money's being made on the creative. That is one that you will not exit. Pick a different one. Yeah. Yeah. In that situation, they didn't have a full picture of all, the whole, all the scope of services that were being done. That's the role I play. Yeah. That's why they pay me. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause in the article you talk about, you know, the urgent and important, important, but not urgent, urgent, but not important and neither urgent nor important. This is for plotting goals. Right. So that was, uh, in November of 2019, I met with Gary and we talked about what does 2020 look like for the Sasha group. And uh, I said, I think we could do 12 or 13 million in revenue. And he said, how are you going to get there? And at that time, I couldn't say it's these clients. So I said, we're going to do these things that should result in our getting to 12 or 13 million. And, and he said, great. And he moved a couple of the dots around and reprioritized them. And he said, okay, let's get these done. Um, and we did, that's the purpose of the article. We, we got every single dot addressed. And as a result of that, we landed right where we we're supposed to be in a COVID environment. James, I love it. I want to be the first one to thank you. <laughs> this has been fantastic. Everyone should check out the Sasha group.com. They should check out your podcast. Um, building oh, while wow. flying. Are there any other places we should point people online? Obviously, you can take check yeah, out my my personal stuff. So I am at Jimmy the Pencil on Twitter. Why and, Jimmy the Pencil? Oh, it's that that's a story. It for makes me day. think of a Bronx. Tip. <laughs> it may, it's a story for another day. But do remember, I I am a New York State CPA. <laughs> Don't mess with Jimmy um, the Pencil. Yeah, and uh, James Orsini on LinkedIn and Instagram. Awesome. Okay. Thanks, James. I appreciate it. Great. Thank you. Good to see you. Thanks for listening to the Process Breakdown Podcast. Before you go, quick question. Do you want a tool that makes it easy to document processes, procedures, and or policies for your company so that your employees have all the information they need to be successful at their job? If yes, sign up for a free 14-day trial of Sweet Process. No credit card is required to sign up. 
Go to sweetprocess.com, sweet like candy, and process like process.com. Go now to sweetprocess.com and sign up for your risk-free 14-day trial. Hi, this is Owen, the CEO and co-founder here at Sweet Process. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast interview, uh, actually, you know what I want you to do? Go ahead and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. That way we get more people aware of the good stuff that you get here on this podcast. Again, go on to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Looking forward to reading your review. Have a good day. That's awesome.